Somewhere in Winchester, Virginia, between the foliage and against the banks of Abrams Creek, lies a small, private university hosting a little over, or a little under, 4,000 students. This is Shenandoah University. And this is where our story today takes place. Happy holidays, everyone. Welcome back. The podcast is Will and Ava's Christmas movie marathon. The people are Will Bricka and... Ava Brown. That's right. Uh, We're making a thing about uh, high-concept, low-budget Christmas movies and and talking about them. And today we have a real treat. We have an amazing treat that might just knock you off your feet. That's right. Um, So today we are tackling two movies... Uh, from the same director that, and we'll, we're going to get into this a little bit later, but have a whole lot more in common than just that. Oh, yeah. V- this shit's kind of running deep. and There is a rabbit hole. And it's fascinating. And it's absolutely fascinating. So we're covering Santa Girl 2019 and... And uh, Cupid for Christmas from this year, 2021, both directed by Blaine Weaver. Um... So the way we're going to do this, we're going to tackle this, is we're going to go through it how we discovered this. Mm -hmm. Uh, We saw Santa Girl on Netflix, which Mm -hmm. is where we watched it, um, and we decided to do it for this adventure we're going on. And then we did a little bit of research about Santa Girl that uncovered information that pointed us in the direction of Cupid, Cupid for, for Christmas. Because Cupid for Christmas was not originally on our Christmas watch no, list. No, we didn't even know it existed, honestly. But it, it felt necessary to do this as like a double a double whammy. Yes. As we've been trying to pair these movies together a little bit. Yes, exactly. Um, so what we'll be doing is we'll be covering Santa Girl. We're going to then do a little bit of information about the production of both of these movies, and then we're going to do our review and analysis Mm -hmm. of Cupid for Christmas. Mm -hmm. So starting us off, Ava, tell us what is Santa Girl 2019 from Blaine Weaver about? Santa Girl is a joyous movie. A true pleasure to watch. I. It's a Christmas movie, that's for sure. This I, is probably the best Christmas movie we've seen so far. Oh yeah, because this movie takes Including place. Cupid for Christmas. Yeah, this movie actually takes place around Christmas, and Christmas is important to it. Now, that being said, Santa Girl is a movie about Santa's daughter that's going right. to college. That's right. And 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 this movie has kind of a crazy premise, which I think is like funny. Um, I don't really know how yeah. Will feels about it. Well, I think I was a little bit less enchanted than you were, but I do acknowledge Santa Girl, especially in the context it like mm-hmm. of Cupid for Christmas, which I think is kind of like worse Santa Girl. Mm-hmm. I think Santa Girl is pretty competently written, and the concept is, you know, fine. Yeah, let, let me tell you the concept. The concept is... So Santa is not the Santa that we love and know. Santa is not the big well, fat is, man. Well, but let, let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. Let me explain. Santa is not the big fat man with the red nose and the big belly. This Santa, he diets. That's this right. Santa has a goatee, and this Santa is a businessman. He's a CEO. He's a CEO of the toy shop, and his daughter 
is like has been like engaged or like betrothed to in an arranged marriage to the son of Jack Frost since who is also a CEO. Yes, Jack Frost is like the CEO of Winter, I yes, guess. Yes, and Santa's like the CEO of, of Christmas. giving toys to kids. Yeah. So it's it's, it's off, the old business angle, and they're and and they want to merge their companies, so this marriage has to happen in order to merge their companies. So, but Santa Girl, she's like, all right, Cassie is her name. Her name is Cassie, and, and I'm probably going to call her Santa Girl for this. And we should note Cassie is played by Jennifer Stone, who, um, you know. Is, is Late millennial son. slash Gen Z listeners might not recognize the name, but they would recognize her as the Selena Gomez character's best friend Harper from the Disney Channel series Wizards, Wizards of Waverly, Waverly Place. Place. So that's a you know that's a big pull. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Santa is played by Barry Bostwick, who is uh, you know in the industry in a bunch of uh, ho- actual Hollywood movies, mm-hmm. uh, probably best known as the male lead uh, Brad. In the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yes. He is Santa here. So Santa Girl, she does not want to go through with this marriage, but what she does really want to do is she wants to learn knowledge and go to university. Yes. I think that's really how they put it. She's like, I want to learn things. Yeah, she's like, I want to go be with said, like mortals. I think her major was undecided because I have no idea like what she was doing in college. Yeah. Really. The only class we know she took was a calculus class. Yeah, she took calculus, but I don't. Re- and I'm assuming it's like her gen ed, like yeah. required. Like you went to high school in the North Pole, so you have no AP credits. Yeah. You had to take calculus. Yes. Yeah. So, um, Santa girl goes to college at, at the behest of her. Uh, she, well, her father does. Santa doesn't want her to go because he kind of wants her to marry Jack Frost and kind of like become of more like firm staple in the North Pole world in the family yeah. business. But he says, okay, I know that you really want to really go to college. So I'll let you, you do one go, semester. But you can, you can only go for one semester and you have to have your elf sidekick Pep there. Yes, your slave. Your, yes, Pep is basically like slave, like Dobby from um, Harry Potter. Yes, yeah, um, But it's a, it's a little girl. Um, I yes. think the actress is like 17. Yes, and we looked it up. At the time of filming... Will found her absolutely grating, but I found Pep to be the best. So we, the director... Here's some, a, a big bit of cognitive dissonance about Pep. I read an interview with director um, Blaine, Blaine Weaver where he referred to Pep as one of his favorite parts of the movie. And that makes sense because she's a huge amount of the comedic relief and, and mm-hmm. the actress gives it her all. Um, but... He, he, the way he understood and would direct the actress was apparently he would say, say these lines like you're a 41-year-old man, and it'll be funny because it's not coming out of a 41-year-old man. It's coming out of like a very like small 17-year-old, like peppy, pe- well, the name's Pep, like peppy elf girl. Um, it doesn't read. It does not read as that. It yeah. comes off like she's being a small, little, quippy, peppy 17-year-old elf girl. Yeah, we couldn't figure out if the actress was, like, 9 or 25. Or, yeah, maybe, like, in her 20s and just small. Yeah, we had to, like, look her up to figure it out. Yes, But, yeah. um, Pep, yeah, we, Pep. And we found out she's a playwright now. Yeah, she's a playwright now, which is kind of cool. And our age. She's 22. Yeah, she's, she, yeah, she's 21 but or 22. But was 17 at the time of filming Santa Girl. But anyhow, Pep, yeah, Pep doesn't really, like, come off as a 40-year-old man trapped in a, in a child elf body. elf body. Yeah. Like, all of her lines are, like, um, Santa, am I fired? 
Yes. And, like, that is very like, much like that. It, it's just that. Um, and, and, but I think Pep does a great job as. No, she gives it her all. I just found like the whole character to be a little grating. But at it, times. It, it's something that has to be in a movie like this. It's like that's in like every Disney movie. Like there's like the. <laughs> The I elf or guess, the fairy it, 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 or it, it the comes outsider. Off less like, I don't know, like 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 the kind of like difficult to palate quippy stuff, you mm-hmm. know? Like kind of like the, I didn't mind it. I didn't. I didn't even find the jokes particularly like grating. I found the jokes to be fine. Okay. And and well, I the and, do- jokes were definitely better here than they were in Cupid for Christmas. Yes. I think this is an all-around better written movie that mm. works fairly well as a Christmas yes. movie. But let me, back into the plot, back into the thick of things. Yes. So, so Santa her... says you get one semester so long as once you're done, you marry Jack Frost's son. Son of Jack Frost. The son of Jack Frost so that this merger can go yeah. through. She goes to college. Jack um, Frost is played by... Um, an absolutely uncharismatic... Well, ja- well, no, Jack oh, Frost. Oh, no, oh, no, sorry, sorry, yeah. Jack Frost is played by a real person, yeah, sorry. Yeah, probably, like, the best makeup job in the movie. Yeah, he looks great. A guy who's been in a couple of films in the industry, like Cold Mountain and The Patriot, Hank Stone, who is also, if my research is serving me correct and I remember, an acting professor mm-hmm. at Shenandoah University, which will come into play later. Yes, and 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 he does a great job. Um, it's he it's pure camp. It's like you know like how like, oh yeah he's great. You know like when you're watching Star Wars and you're like thank God Palpatine's on yeah, screen yeah. again. It's yeah. like that. And the makeup looks really good on him. Yeah yeah. Like he, he is the best. Like yeah. he looks the most like a magical creature, magical person, out of mm-hmm. anybody in the movie. Yeah, the son of Jack Frost, however, is the uncharismatic, uh, void like just the worst. Son Damn. of Jack Frost is like. He's like <laughs> not good in any level. But so Santa and Pep so or I, Santa let, let, girl. Let, 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 yes, go on. I, 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 I am on a train of thought. I, I gave just, you the task of doing the plot and I'm stepping over you and I apologize. It's, it's okay and I forgive you because this is all about love and good vibes That's and holiday right. cheer. This is actually a, this is a celebration of our love. <laughs> so go on. So um, Santa, Santa girl and Pep go to college and on like their first day – they meet this mysterious stranger who's like a rich frat boy type, um, and like his name is Jr. His name is Jr. And they like they have they, like a little they, meet cute. They, he hits her while playing frisbee. Yeah, and that's with like, a frisbee. That's their meet cute, and they're walking around together, right? Yeah. And he's and like he's talking like, so about you're new here. He's like he's like oh I like uh, I like vacationing and. Paris and Sweden, and but it's like, I, I ooh, rich boy. Yeah, I'm like oh, he's a rich boy. Um, but he's just wearing like a big, oversized, buttoned-down shirt and yeah. khakis. <laughs> and he, um, they, they, he's like, where do you need to go? And she's like, actually, I need to go to the bookstore. So yeah. he's like, I'll walk you there since you're new on campus. Yeah, they go to the bookstore and they see in line, in line, this this college student like kind of arguing with the cashier, being like, I don't have enough money. My financial aid didn't come in. Can you please just like put the books behind the desk so I can buy them later. You know, I need these textbooks. And and, and that boy is played by um, Devin, Devin Work- 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 Workheiser. Devin Workheiser. All right. Devin Workheiser, if you are listening. You gave the best performance in this entire movie. I love you as an actor. Now, Devin I- Workheiser, we should clarify, kind of similar to Santa Girl, has a child star past. He, You might know him as... 
uh, Ned from Ned's Declassified School yeah. Survival and Guide when we on Nickelodeon. Were, and when we figured this out, we freaked out. Yeah. We, we were lost like, oh minds. my God, it's Ned from Ned Declassified. He is so freaking good in this movie. I totally buy him as a romantic lead, yeah. first of all. Spoiler alert, he becomes a romantic lead. Um, I, I, yeah, there's a bit of a love triangle aspect here, which is fun. It's yeah, engaging. It, it, it it's works. good. It, I mean, it's a well, in my opinion, it's a really well-written, scripted, plotted script. Yeah. All, and, and like we have said before, we don't want to like shit on these movies for like having like technical errors. But, you know, once we get through the plot, we will have to mention some of the technical gaffes because oh, totally. it did kind of take away from the film. Oh, totally. Yeah. I mean, like, there is visual things that keep this from being a movie that I yes. personally think could be on, like, Free Forbes 25 yeah. Days of this Christmas. Is, this is, like, 20% away from mm-hmm. being something that, yeah, like you said, mm-hmm. is, like, a... Uh, uh, thing that they play on ABC yeah. Family Freeform. Yeah. Yeah, because because I, I, I really think that it's like a well plotted movie with like some funny angles. Like yeah. like I think they're subverting a lot of expectations with the Santa as a CEO thing. Uh, that's a pretty popular thing to do, I think, especially in more modern media. My problem with the Santa as CEO thing yeah. is it's like they mentioned that he has a lot of money. And I'm like, okay, how does yeah, he, he make g- money? He gives Santa Girl like, like three million dollars. <laughs> yeah. So, and I'm like, how does Santa make money? Okay, so he gives away presents to kids. How do you generate revenue? Like, Look, how do you? I- I'm not going to be like. Does he have like, deals with toy companies? I'm not going to be like, ding! How does Santa make his money? No, that is a CinemaSins type thing. But like in a thing like Pixar, where they like turn stuff into a corporation, they they're really extremely thorough. So the jokes actually like work. Yeah. But I, I'm maybe being too hard on Santa Girl here. Yeah, because Santa Girl is... That is a dumb CinemaSins, like, thing. Yeah. And the I, guy the who does Santa does a good job, and, and he there's some really great, like, performance moments yeah. from him and, and, and Santa yeah, Girl he, herself. Yeah. I think Santa Girl herself, um, Jennifer Stone, is one of the weaker actresses yeah. in this. Um, but, it, it, yeah, there's good performance moments. I, 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 I think Santa's a CEO, that whole thing is like, that's for the parents. Because this movie is for, like, 12-year-olds. It's or, a family movie. It is a movie The for, director like, described this in an interview as um, Elf meets an episode of yeah, Gilmore Girls. Yeah, so the Santa's a CEO stuff is, like, jo- it's like just, like, only for comedic purposes for the parents. Because Santa, in the beginning, is like, oh, the elves are starting a labor union. Yeah, well, Where I like, cut their pay. Like, that's listen, silly. That's all, for mom and dad. It's, it's fine and it's silly, but it's also like that world. And, and this is obviously due to limitations. You know, we'll get into this later, but they're pretty much filming everything on a university campus. They don't have a huge budget, but like that world does not get built out, really. It's very flimsy. Well, what we see him go to the Tooth Fairy Gala. We see him go, and we meet Tooth Fairy Larry. And we meet Tooth Fairy Larry, so I don't... <laughs> also, in- important to note for plot detail, Mrs. Claus has since passed. Yeah, she's dead. She died. She fucking um, died of she cancer She is fucking or gone um, at some point. Miss um, Claus died of some very sad disease. Yes. And, and now she's gone. And it's handled, handled rather delicately in the film. Yeah. Um, so, um, Ned, anyway. Ned Declassified and Wizards of Waverly Place, they start talking. They're like friends. He's like the, he's like the friend character. Yeah, they and, have a lot in... Well, so it's important to mention, with the $3,000 cash that Santa gives Santa Girl, 
Santa girl pays for Ned the Classified's books. Yeah, and he's like, oh my God, like, I'm going to pay you back. And it's like legitimately... He, he is does great. so well. He does a really... He takes lines... It adds so much and nuance adds so to much them. layering. And, all right. I didn't get to finish my full Devin Werkheiser, if you're listening to this. Devin Werkheiser, if you're listening to this. I am a student filmmaker. I'm about to graduate Temple of a BFA in screenwriting. I have a script for you, Devin. It's it's bold. It would be it's a bold. big career decision. It would be, but it, this might be your uncut gem. It might Devin. change your fucking life, yeah. Devin. And it might change my life. And we can do this together. I need you to take my hand and to trust me. We know you got kind of soft canceled because of like that whole like the one girl on Ned's Declassified is racist and you were like, hey, she's going through some tough personal life shit. And yeah. everyone like blew up your TikTok comments. But we also know you were in Pen15. So we know you might be kind of like back You're up and on, on the, the up and up. Swing. You're on yeah. the upswing. And you know, I, you know, here no We know a now. lot of fucking shit about you, Devin. We, yeah, we know all of your shit. If you're shit. listening. We know all of your shit, Devin. And you know, here no We also now. know a lot about uh, this, the university that produced this film. Yeah. Here no see no, Devin. Like, I don't really know the details of your cancellation, so I'm willing just to not even know about it. But I want you in my fucking movie, Devin, and I'm going to give you your uncut gems. And yeah. it's going to be This sold. is going to be your A24 it's gonna moment. Be your, you're going to be in an A24 horror, and I want you. Yeah. You're going to be I in want hashtag you, A24 high concept horror movie. I want you, Devin. Which, Give me a call. You know, we could do a podcast where we go through like A24 horror, art, art house horror movies, but That'd we would slog. hate it. That'd we would suck. not enjoy it because yeah. it would just like either be like, this wasn't for me or just be like, yeah, that was like good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Santa Girl is so much more interesting than Midsommar. <laughs> Santa Girl Hot take. is like awesome. It's so good. Um, so anyhow, they have their little, they, so Ned's declassified and Jennifer Stone, they become friends. And then it's like a love triangle thing. Like he's the nice guy. And then JR is the fuck boy. And then, okay, <laughs> this is like, but barely, barely. JR, like, JR just, is just like kind he, of, and, and, and I don't want to shit on this guy. Charisma back. I know he's like an acting student, but yeah. he's kind of like, you cannot, there's nothing to latch onto with him. Yeah. It's bad. He does a really poor job. And it's a shame. Because, like, his dad is good, and the other guy in the love triangle competing for Santa Girl's affections is really charismatic and good. Yeah, JR, so, spoiler alert, but it's so obvious from, like, the beginning. You'll be able to predict it really well. Yeah. Um, which I think is, like, a sign of good writing, because, like, certain beats are like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah, seeds get planted. Yeah, um, JR. And also, it's, a, like, a family kids movie. It doesn't need to be a huge reveal. Yeah, yeah, it's enough The that... kids are going to go, holy shit, but the parents are going to be like, I pegged him from the start. Exactly. So, J- JR is Jack Frost's son. Yes. And he <laughs> he has kind of been, like, pulling levers to try to get Santa Girl's to fall affections. In love with him. And when he can't swing it on his own, his dad steps in and is like, all right, I'm going to start fucking things up for... Ned's declassified so that Santa girl falls in love with you. Yeah. And I think we can kind of gloss over a lot more of the plot because there's like, you know, good fun and games, like a party scene. Um, Not enough pep in my opinion. I think we should get more pep on screen. (sighs) I think the less pep, the better. And again, this is nothing against the actress or the performance. This is just like pep was written to be just like a, a very grating character for me specifically. Yeah, you're on the pep hate train, but, like, I think she was great. I think, like, if I was, like, a mom watching it, I'd be like... I like her. Oh, I like her. She's cute. I'd be like, oh, she's cute. Oh, I like her, is what I would say. <laughs> I like Well, pep. that was what you were doing while we were watching the movie. <laughs> 
while we were watching the movie, we watched this at like 12 midnight. Yeah. Um, and I was drunk. Yeah, this is the only movie we've watched so far that we had any like sort of alcohol. Like, alcohol. I was drinking white um, wine. We had some white wine and we watched Santa Girl and Ava was saying, Oh, I like her. She's cute. Come on. About Pep. <laughs> Anyhow, so a lot of fun games happen. Um, you know, ultimately, the wedding between Jack Frost's son and Santa Girl starts to happen. And she's like, no, I don't want to get married. And then Santa realizes that he made a mistake by forcing. Well, there was a betrayal that occurred. Yeah. One thing it, it's we can't like, skip oh, over, I don't think. Yeah. Is yeah. that um, oh, Devin Weckwork, Ned's Declassified, mm-hmm. gets um, fucking like, temp- like tempted by Jack Frost to keep an eye on Santa Girl? Yeah, Jack Frost is like, Ned, from Ned Declassified, <laughs> I will give you $500 <laughs> if you spy on your bestie. And he's like, okay. He's like, oh, Because all right. $500 is how much his textbooks cost, which yeah. is realistic. And, and he is feeling a little bit, like, hot and cold on her because, like, she's always hanging out with JR. He's, like, so in the friend zone. He's like, man... I, I, I love this girl, but like this honey, I, I can't like, me. I can't put all my eggs in this basket. Yeah. So he repays her with the $500 cash Jack mm-hmm. Frost gave him. Um, and so he, and he starts, sells his soul to Jack he Frost. He sells his soul to this film's devil, Jack Snow Frost. Miser. Um, and he starts like kind of keeping an eye on her, but it also just is like they're hanging out. And they start to like vibe together, mm-hmm. but and, and then Jack Frost gets a better sense that like okay, so Jennifer Stone admits to Ned Declassified that my dad is Santa. My Pep dad is, is Santa. An I'm an elf. He's like, what the fuck? Then he, he tells Jack Frost, which is like weirdest thing has happened, dude. This girl told me she's Santa's daughter. Yeah. Um, she seems to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um. I can tell she's like lying to me all this t- all the time now. Mm-hmm. I can tell she's just doing this because she wants to friend zone me to get with this jock. You yeah. know, I'll keep watching her for you, and if you keep paying me. But like, she told me this weird thing that she's Santa's daughter, which is just the stupidest lie on the planet. Yeah, and, and Jack Frost is like, she told you. Hmm. Well, Cause, that's cause, good to know. Keep an eye on her, and here's some money, boy. And then whoosh, snows off. Yeah, because because and Jack Frost at this point is kind of like he kind of knows that. You know, Ned declassified as a crush in Jennifer Stone, Santa Girl. Yeah. So he's like, so he's kind of playing them. He's like, I'm going to fuck up his shit. So he, and this is like the worst part of the movie. He, yes, this is the part that like was unabashed, cringe, like, oh no, someone over thirty wrote this. But I, but I can talk about it a little bit. Yeah, sure. I can, I can talk about this a little bit because is there are part. Well, but we should contextualize. There are some parts of this movie. That feel very well, but, written by someone who I'm knows sa- what college is. That's like. what I want to talk about. Yeah. is that so? What he does is he plants like memes on like iFunny yeah. about Santa Girl, like Ermagerd, my dad is Santa, or like photoshopping like Santa Girl and Pep's face onto like a dancing Santa and elf. Yeah. So like so like the type of memes that you know people our age will remember from when we were like ten. Yeah. Like, memes that are, like, 15 years old by yeah, now. Yeah. Um, like, she's, like, it's, like, with the background, with the stripes, and it's, like, and it's, like... Yeah, it's, like, you, awkward penguin. Yeah, awkward turtle, shit yeah. like that. Um, yeah, she's, like, Ermagerd, my dad is Santa. Um, 
and it's really like weird. It's it's really weird because like so she's like, Oh my god, like Ned Declassified posted this about me. He's so mean, he's bullying me, he hates because, me. And JR shows it to her because his dad is like I made these memes. <laughs> You've got to say that Ned the Classified made this, so she completely cuts him okay, off. Actually, maybe the movie's really smart because, like, Jack Frost is old, oh, so wait. he... He's on Facebook. Yeah, so he would make was He's not he's on old Twitter. As, he's old as can be. He's not on TikTok. He's not on Twitter. He's on Facebook. He's seeing these memes, and he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll make memes. <laughs> Kids love memes. And he makes an iFunny account, and he yeah. posts these memes. Or, like, a yik yak. Yeah. Because it's a college. She looks like the fucking, um, in the meme, it's like, what's the one that's like the girlfriend? It's like the weird girlfriend. Oh, what, like, um, yeah, I know, where she's got like wide eyes. Yeah, oh god, I have to remember what it is. I'll have to look that up. Oh, like the obsessive girlfriend. Yeah, obsessive girlfriend. Yeah, over-attached girlfriend. Or over overly-attached girlfriend, yeah, yeah, that's what the meme is basically. Yeah. And, um... Yeah, and then she's like, oh, my God, this meme is so mean. I'm being bullied. And Peppa's like, We're be- I don't even look like that. And, uh, you know, like, that all happens when she's mad at that. So that's the betrayal that happens. And they but break off. It's really interesting, though, because this script, other than that moment, feels really current. Like, there's a party scene, and, like, yeah. the, the people are like, what's your sign? Are you a Scorpio? Oh, my God, that's the vibe. Yeah. Oh my god, you like totally have like theater major vibes. You're so weird. Yeah. Like, like maybe and like I'm not sure if like the t- the teens in that scene were like riffing and that's why it sounded so current, or if the yeah. screenwriting was that current. M- my big theory on why the memes were from 2012 mm-hmm. is that you know in the script they didn't specify exactly what the memes said. And they just gave it to some editor. Yeah, and whoever edited it and did like is the like two hundred years yeah. old, and was like, "What's a meme?" And like looked up on Google, "What is a meme?" Yeah. And the first thing that came up is like, "Troll face." Yeah, like the script just says, "Jr. shows Santa girl mean memes." Mm-hmm. And they couldn't conceptualize what that could be. Yeah. So yeah, so they the have a happens. Out. They go to uh, Jr. and Santa girl go to the winter dance where they become a uh, boyfriend and girlfriend. And then like they beat each other up. Or just, Oh wait, or, they don't beat each other up. Ned and JR beat N- each other up. Ned Declassified comes in and he's like, this, fuck you fucker. I'm going to, I want to be with Santa. Girl. Oh my God. And JR is so bad. At, who is the fucking actor? What is his name? I don't recall. He's also in Cupid for Christmas. He's the only cast member that returned for Cupid for Christmas. He, uh, is it Joshua it's Cody? It's Joshua Cody. An actor named Joshua, Joshua Cody. Joshua Cody, um, you know, I, I'm not trying to, like, shit on you, dude, if you hear this. Um, but, like, dude, like, you have to react to, like, a fight in a way that makes it look like you're fighting someone. That said, though, he does do the most Chad thing he does in the entire movie. He, he does a sucker he punch. He just sucker punches Ned's The Classified. Yeah. He just cold well, that's because him. this director, Blaine Weaver, and we've learned this from watching Keep It For Christmas, loves a fucking fight scene yeah. where someone just punches someone because out of Because you know nowhere. what Blaine Weaver has? Say what you will about these two Christmas movies. We have not seen any of other any any other of Blaine's work uh, before Santa Girl, or the horror film that was made uh, between Santa Girl and Cupid for Christmas. But mm-hmm. he has a sense of fun. He has oh, yeah. a real sense of fun, and 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 you feel that he's like, you know how this fight's gonna start? Boom! Just punch him in the face. Yeah, he, he uh, Blaine does a really good job. Um, 
yeah, there's a so Christmas fight. Um, then the wedding happens in the North Pole, and like Santa realizes, like, oh my God, like I'm yeah, doing the wrong the, thing for the, my daughter. After the Christmas gala, uh, it comes out that Jr. is Jack Frost's son. Yes, and we have to get ma- he's like we have to get married. Yeah. And so Santa girl's like, ah, fine. Yeah. And Santa's like, I made a mistake because I love my daughter. So he goes to find Ned. So he, he goes because back to Ned Earth. Ned is I, I, pre- I said Earth as if like. He goes Earth back to Earth. Yeah. On, he goes like, to, in heaven. He goes to the real world as <laughs> they refer to they're it. They're in, in the like film. Mount Olympus. Yeah. <laughs> well, these characters are the gods, essentially. Yeah. Because we kind of glossed over it because it doesn't really have to do with the plot, but kind of to like ground Santa girl in this like, <laughs> I hate being the heir to the Santa empire, they go to this thing that like the tooth fairy ball or something Mm -hmm. where the tooth fairy's son, tooth fairy, Larry is like, yeah, is like my mom wants to fuck you, Santa. Um, Yeah. And, and Santa girl's like, this sucks. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're like the gods of Olympus. And, and, and there's this awesome flying moment from Tooth Fairy Larry. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's like digitally where, moved. Yeah, where they, they filmed him stationary on a green screen and then in some sort of After Effects-esque program, digitally moved him flying towards Santa. So funny. But, um, but yeah, so... So, so, so Santa goes to find Ned and then meanwhile... he's pre-law. Because he's pre-law. Because he wants to get out of the, con- the yeah, marriage contract. Yeah, he's looking at this marriage contract... But but I want to get to a crazy plot. The point. dumbest plot handling in the movie because this movie's pretty tight in terms of its plotting. So, so everything Santa makes Girl, sense until this. So Santa Girl's like, wah, wah, I don't want to get married to Jack Frost's son, and Jack Frost comes in and he's like, well, if you don't marry my son, then I will own all of Christmas of the Christmas Empire. Yeah, and and it's like, wait, wait, pause. So. You really wanted them to get married, yes. but if they don't get married, you win? Yeah, you get everything? So wouldn't you want them not to get married? Yeah, wouldn't this be something you hold your cards close to your chest and you're like, don't get married? Yeah. Because then I get it. I get everything. Like, in the moment, he's in like a win-win situation. It's like, if they get married, like he then, gets then he gets a half. stake in the company. Yeah, he gets like... <laughs> He gets some shares of Santa. Yeah, he gets of, some of Santa shares. Some Christmas But if shares. they don't get married, he gets everything? He gets all of Christmas. Maybe he just thinks that, like, doing the Santa shit's too much of a headache. He's like, I don't want to have to do but the presents. But he's so happy when he's saying it, like, well, if you don't marry, then yeah. I get all it, it makes It makes no sense. Yeah, and, 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 and so that, like, destroys, like, the stakes, kind yeah. of. Um, but so Santa goes to find Ned Declassified because he's pre-law and can help him, like, get out of the contract. And he yeah. goes to find him. He guess what, bitch? Santa doesn't have a sleigh. He's got a a nice fuck, fucking car. Yeah, he's got <laughs> he's got a cool like Chevy. a red like no, he's got a Lamborghini. Yeah, red Lamborghini. <laughs> I was looking at the IMDb page, and one of the gaffes is that it turns from like a Lamborghini to another like luxury sports car when in, they digitally when they make off. him go yeah. off into the sky. Yeah, it, it they digitally make it go, go off towards the North Pole. It looks yeah. like they just like um. Like they cut the image and yeah. then just dragged it with their mouse. Yeah, that's yeah, what no, it looks exactly. like. <laughs> but but we'll get to the technical stuff later because again, that's barely what we even want to criticize, uh, criticize or critique or appreciate about these movies. Yeah, I think it's worth mentioning because it is Santa mentioning. Girl has quite a look to it. Yes, and and Santa Girl doesn't not have a budget. 
It's yes. not like a new husband for Christmas where you can tell maybe all they had was those $3,000. Yes. I don't think Santa Girl had a big budget, but it is clear, and we'll get to that yeah, I don't, later. I don't even, yeah, I don't even... I just want to finish the movie. Yes. I think that's smart. Because we keep going off on our tangents, and we need to get to the ending here. That's right. And the ending is exactly as you could expect... Who shows up, but Ned's, Ned's the classified, classified and Santa. He's like, I have the marriage contract, and... Um, My lawyer winks at Ned's declassified. Yeah, here's the marriage contract, and actually, they don't have to get married, because it was under duress. Yeah, what was the loophole again? The, the loophole was that um, they meddled. Oh, yeah, Jack Frost meddled. Yeah. Jack Frost meddled, which is... Which is so, and again, it's like, Jack Frost, why did you even meddle? Because, like, if you just didn't get married to your son, then you would yeah. get the whole company. Yeah. But maybe he didn't want that. Yeah, I guess low-key, he didn't even yeah, want that, though. he just wanted a piece of the pie. He didn't want all that responsibility. Yeah. I guess. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but so. He cared more about having a grandchild than. Yeah. <laughs> they don't get married. They don't get married. Uh, uh, Santa girl is like. Ned, declassified. You got it. You did it. And then they become boyfriend and girlfriend. And they become boyfriend and girlfriend. And I think and, and that's then Pe- the And end. then Pep is like, I guess you're single, JR. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Pep is like, I guess you're single, JR. Because throughout the whole movie, Pep has like been saying shit like, like you're the so most beautiful hot. person I've ever seen. Yeah. She's like, what soap do you use? Yeah. Is yeah. one line that she has. And Santa Girl's like, that is so embarrassing. You're so awkward, Pep. Pep, you are so awkward. Pep, stay in my dorm room for half the movie. Yeah. We should have had a scene where, like, Pep, like, has some fun and games. Yeah, like, Pep goes to a party and gets drunk. And she's like, like, Pep drinks peppermint schnapps. And she was like, it's so sweet. It tasted Mm -hmm. like Christmas. And, like, throws up in the toilet. Mm Mm-hmm. Santa girl has to like hold her hair back. Or maybe Pep could have gotten like a boyfriend in college also. Like yeah. like some guy that was into like D and D and like or like and he's like, Oh, I love your ears. You do you cosplay all the time? She's like, What does that mean? He's like, yeah, Oh my god, you're good. so funny. And that's then good. They they start fucking on below. Yeah, but no, Pep <laughs> kinda just stays in the dorm room for a little bit because the elves, you know, and this is again are not slaves. A, not a new criticism to Santa centric media. But the elves are slaves. And they do treat them like slaves in this movie. They do, yeah. Or more servants. It's it's very, like, you know, like... Well, they refer to Pep as, like, your elf. Yes, they're like... Like, Santa's, Santa's like, like, I'm bringing your elf with you. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, she like, she's owned. Yes. Like, Pep is owned by Santa Girl. Santa Girl's personal elf. And, there's people, also and like, people will be, like, racist against the elves sometimes. Yes. There's, there's... There's something we have to kind of unpack is Santa Girl's role in the North Pole pre-going to college. Like, she's doing, like, publicity for, like, Santa. Like, she has to, like, Sign, meet like, up with, autographs. like, the Young Elf Association and shit. So it's like, yeah. okay, she's kind of like a celebrity. She's kind of like an ambassador figure to the Santa organization. Yeah. It's Kringle even, Industries is yeah, what it's called. Yeah, whatever is going on in Kringle Industries seems really, like, fucked up, though. Because it's like, well, like, so I worked for you and then, like, you're daughter is like like god based like you're like god and your daughter's like god and we work for you and we're not allowed to establish an elf union yeah and it's like okay so if there's an elf union that implies that the elves get paid some amount of money but not that much and santa has money i think santa isn't giving them real money i think santa's like like, giving them cookies yeah giving them like freaking cookies and candy Um, because he's like oh these stupid elves like i'm i'm gonna trick them Trick these elves. And isn't, isn't Santa <laughs> like in in lore? Isn't Santa an elf? 
sometimes? Well, it depends on what tradition. A jolly old elf. Santa is not an elf. Santa is a man, a man. who was bestowed um, immortality <laughs> by like Jesus. Well, and if God. you read the if you read the Bible, <laughs> you know Saint Nicholas. Old sure, Saint Nick. but like Chris Kringle, let's talk about that version of Santa. Although, Chris, if, no, if, so Chris Kringle, Chris Kringle was his name when he was raised by elves when he was living. In like the forest outside oh, so Germany, you're, you're going for like kind of the more Rankin Bass interpretation. Yeah, yeah. He, that was the name that he was given by elves when he was living outside Germany, I and mean, then he went into Germany and like the fucking Nazi guy. What was his name? He wasn't a <laughs> no- Burgermeister Meisterberger. Yeah, Burgermeister Meisterberger was a fu- no. He was a fucking Nazi, and he was like, you can't have. Well, are you saying like like Nazi in terms of like that guy's a Nazi, or like Nazi in terms of like literally he's a par- member of the Third Reich? He literally is. It takes place in Germany. There is no Nazi imagery in <laughs> he, or maybe it's World Santa War Claus is coming to town. Maybe it takes place during World War One. All right. Well, we're getting off topic. Okay, um, well, Burgermeister. San, in Santa Girl, Meister. the elves are slaves, but also uh, it's suggested there's that there's crazy things in Santa lore. There's like labor politics in that world. Anyways. Yeah. Let's talk about how this movie looks. Yeah. So. A brief sidebar before we get into any sort of assessment or analysis um, is there are some technical gaffes in this movie that I think should be brought up, and it's that every shot is so blown out. It is so yeah. overexposed. Extremely overexposed. They expose it because I think they want Santa Girl to look like pale as snow, but it makes her just look fucking horrible. Yeah, it ends up just, it's just unflattering. It's so unflattering. It makes unflattering. her look bad. And the shots are also really bad. Like, yeah. horribly framed. Yes. And very, like, they changed, like, white balance. Yeah. There's no like, consistency insanely. in white balance or color correction. And it's also a thing, there's a thing that they do where there is a, when, you know, exterior of Santa's home is mm-hmm. a, like, castle. As soon as you cut inside, <laughs> it just looks like a suburban, like, McMansion yeah. home. It's really silly. It's very clear that it is, like, either a home that they were given permission to film in or, like, the Airbnb that, like, mm-hmm. the L.A. crew was staying yeah. in maybe it was in the, Virginia. Maybe it was the Dean's house. Speaking maybe of which, when we, when we do have the one scene in like the toy factory it looks like the lobby i was watching i'm like this looks like the lobby of a university more on that later yeah um but yeah so and then obviously like a lot of the special effects are kind of rough like whenever santa girl does like a magic thing it's like whoo that was like downloaded from youtube and they just like took out the green screen on that yeah they did not do a good job of special effects um at all but also and there, then, there, and then there's we'll, just we'll like weird. Later, there might be a reason why that's kind of you know we we don't want to criticize that yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. And then there's just like weird cuts in just like weird. That's editing. probably the most egregious. Lots of weird jump cuts. Is it's like just random jump cuts, and it's like what that does not feel intentional. Yeah, because it's not serve a story. This um, is like this is like taping is together not, two separate takes. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is not like um, being done deliberately. This feels like maybe. Mm-hmm. This was done by force to cut around some sort of technical problem, yeah. either on the day or in post. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty rough. Um, that being said, maybe we should rate yeah, Santa Girl. Yeah, let's transition into our analysis. Uh, you start. 
about Santa Girl. So I can rate it right now because I'm I, I knew exactly how I felt about this movie after watching it. This is a four snowballs out of five snowballs wow. film. It's a four snowballs wow. film. Santa Girl, the script is so fucking good for this type of movie. Like this feels like like a script. Just a script feels like a free four movie. And if mm-hmm. Santa Girl was being played by like Lindsay Lohan in like two thousand four or whatever, yeah. whenever Mean Girls came out. And if um, Jr. was being played by I don't know like Cole Sprouse currently or something, yeah, um, just like some white guy with blonde hair that's yeah. kind of handsome. And like, we kept Ned Declassified. And you keep Ned Declassified because he's amazing in this. Yeah, you can actually keep all of the ever casting; it all works. Yeah, yeah. Then totally. this is like literally a movie that I could see on like Twenty Five Days of Christmas, ABC Family. Like it's a real movie. It yeah. just like looks bad, but the script is like there. The script is great. Yeah. To so me, you're, to, going, to you're me, going for? Like, yeah, because because and the only thing, the only snowball that I'm taking away is for a few plot inconsistencies. But Jack Frost thing at the end, mm-hmm. and then just like um, building up the business side in a way that makes a little bit more sense because I think it's very doable, mm-hmm. but they don't do it right. But everything right. else plot wise, it's like it's great, and I really buy. The romantic lead, mm-hmm. like Ned Declassified and Jennifer Stone. I don't think Jennifer Stone does a great job, but Ned does a really good job. He saves it, and I buy their chemistry as a couple, yeah. which I haven't bought yeah. in any of the other movies we've watched. Yeah, yeah. All right, now I'll give you a review. Right. Will I think I'm gonna give it um, three and a half snowballs out of five. So same level of husband for Christmas. Yes, I think this is on par with uh, a husband for Christmas starring Vivica A. Fox. Um, mm. And let me tell you why it's not higher. I feel like um, Santa Girl herself was a little tough to latch on to. Mm-hmm. Um, at times she felt a little annoying. At times she felt a little like like she wasn't really a, a full a full someone that it was it, it was hard to fully get like wrapped up in it. But mm. I am agreeing with you so far as like. I think this is probably the best written movie I mean, we've we've watched. The writing is so much better about I Husband for Christmas. I think this is pretty well directed yeah. aside from like a couple of spotty performances and obviously like the technical side of it which is pretty all over the place. Um but I think this might if I had to choose between A Husband for Christmas and Santa Girl, I think this might be the best one we've watched so far and here's why. Mhm. This is the best Christmas movie. It is a Christmas movie. This is a Christmas movie. Santa's in it. Mm -hmm. Santa's daughter is in it. Jack Frost Frost is in it. it. We get the elves. The tooth fairy is in it. This isn't just like throw a candy cane in the background Mm -hmm. or like put it at Christmas because people buy Christmas movies. No, this is a movie that could only take place at Christmas. Mm -hmm. and, And this is the best Christmas movie we've watched. Yeah. In terms of just generally the best filmmaking and best storytelling, I think this is on par with A Husband for Christmas, but what's good about it and what's good about that other one are, are different. Mm. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to give a shout out to to director, to the director. Mm-hmm. I definitely want to give a shout out to uh, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide mm-hmm. because uh, those two folks... 
really really elevated this movie. I think this is not a tour film. I think no, this is, and, and I, I agree. I think that at least as a Christmas filmmaker, we've watched both of his Christmas movies. Uh, he Weaver has a vibe. is an auteur. He has a vibe. He has a vibe. He has a style. He has a location. He has a location, a vibe style, and he loves punches. Yeah, he loves punches, and he loves, and he has a sense of fun. He does. And you know what else he loves? Some corporate fucking holidays. That's right. He really find, sees some humor in that. And you know what? Good for him. No, totally. So I think this is a good point uh, before we get into our second film, Cupid for Christmas, to find out what we have learned about Santa Girl and Santa its relation Girl to Shenandoah. And Cupid for Christmas. Yes. So I did a little bit of digging on Santa yeah. Girl the morning after we watched it. I did a little research and I read an article that sent me to the uni- the website of Shenandoah University in Virginia. And this film was produced essentially by the university in collaboration with a Los Angeles-based production company called Capital Arts, mm-hmm. which was founded by alumni of a another L.A. production company that was founded by... Um, legendary indie producer and director Roger Corman. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was directed by a, you know, semi middlingly successful indie film director, uh, our, 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 our boy himself, Blaine Weaver, mm-hmm. um, who had some success. He had some films in Sundance. Yes. Um, and, he is Shenandoah University's <laughs> film director in residence. And since Santa Girl, Santa Girl was their inaugural project, mm-hmm. every year they create a feature length film with their communication students and their theater students. Yes. Which is undeniably a really cool thing. It is really cool, and it is absolutely bonkers. Yeah. I feel like any other film school Mm -hmm. would be like, that how that wouldn't work. And I think it's like a perfect storm situation. I think their film program is so small and so fledgling that it was easy. And it's a communications program, not a film program. Well, I think they have a film major now. Do that. I I was looking through their website, and they have a bunch... Like I, and I went to her film major thing. You can minor in film. Um, they only have like freaking like 10 classes. Okay. So it's really tiny. Um, and they're like even saying on the website, like it's going to be small classes. There's usually no more than 12 students. That's cool. Yeah. So it's, it's a tiny enough film program and it's a small enough school that might not have that much money, might not have that much of an arts program in general. But might have money, money. to spend on... A feature film every year. Yeah, that they were able to Especially convince... when working with an, a production company in yes. L.A. Yes, but they were able to convince the university to do this because any film program that's larger would never go for that. Yes. Because the tenured professors there would know a little bit more about um, the film industry and, knowing, and know that making a feature film that's good is really, really really hard and really 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 expensive and really likely not to make a return yes so so santa girl was 
essentially produced by a production company and Shenandoah University. Mm -hmm. And they have since found it, and their logo looks great from when we watched Cupid for Christmas, the film studio at Shenandoah. Um, yeah, and, and and it's really cool. It, they make a feature film every year now. Yeah, they so make, they made Santa Girl and Cupid for Christmas, and in the year between, they made a, a horror, horror film, like a slasher film. Yeah, let me let me find the title of that. Um, it's called um, Get Away, I believe. Yeah, I think it's called Get Away. Uh, yes, Get Away. Yeah, it, it it is so deeply interesting to me that the university said, "Let's make two Christmas movies." Yeah, and, and the plots are very similar, but we'll get into that soon. So every pretty much every location is either from very, uh, uh, somewhere very near to or literally on the campus of the university. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm sure you, you know, as a film major, as someone who was trying to film stuff for your BFA in directing mm-hmm. at your university, yes. Temple University. Uh, uh-huh. The you, film takes place you, on you, a college campus. You probably want to just tear your hair out finding out that this university will let you film anywhere. Yeah, it's pretty... Uh, whereas uh, uh, Temple uh, won't let you use a dorm. No. My university would not allow me to film in the dormitories and, you know, go to Shenandoah, and not only will you be able to have a credit in a feature film that's on Netflix or Hulu... But you'll also just, you know, be able to film on campus. Yeah. Which, you know, I can film on campus in Temple, but also just, like, not everywhere. Yeah. 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 It, it's really deeply interesting. Yes. They, and, they're and, so supportive of their tiny little film program. And it's awesome. It's I, cool. I know. I, would, I, would, I don't know if I would love to go to that college or be in that program just because um, it's so small, it seems. Mm-hmm. But God, I would love that level of support from my university. Like, yeah, yeah here's thirty thousand dollars to make your feature. Well, I don't know how much money they have. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. But I. But I will say, especially based on Cupid for Christmas, probably the budget was probably pretty. Yeah. Like, not tiny. Yeah, maybe true. That's like, I, entirely I think their possible. budget is probably at least like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, and we're getting. We do do. We're, we've speculated a little bit. Yeah, we're speculating. But, but like, I, I can I can even go into far where my conspiracy theories on how Shenandoah was able to make a feature film. I think there has to be like. I I bet Vadim there is one of those guys that's like really seduced by Hollywood. He's like, ooh, making a movie with a, with Richard Kind. Yeah, he is so seduced. I think it might be a woman. Also, I'm I'm, I'm saying I'm maybe I'm being sexist. I think Vadim is a man, but whoever is the dean. <laughs> Is some cool guy that's always wanted to make a movie. <laughs> Maybe that's entirely else, possible. There are a lot of guys like that. There's so many guys like that, and it's like, how else? Because how else could that fucking happen? Yeah, I don't know. A director so, in residence. <laughs> yes, that's right. Okay, so 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 Blaine has since become Shenandoah University's director in residence. Um, and uh, here's actually an interesting thing I found out about him on um, IMDb. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he still is doing this. But at least from, like, roughly, like, 2000 until, like, 2014, Mm -hmm. he was Disney's voice of Peter Pan. So whenever they, like, needed him for, like, a theme park attract, needed Peter Pan for, like, a theme park attraction or a video game or the direct-to-DVD movie Peter Pan 2 Return to Neverland, he was the voice of Peter Pan. Mm-hmm. Like a House of Mouse episode that had Peter Pan in it. That was him doing the voice, which was, which was interesting. It um, is very interesting. Everything about the Shenandoah show is extremely interesting. Yeah. Just some random university in Virginia. 
Yeah. It's all so the cool. locations, pretty much. Shenandoah University. Yeah. You, there's a, they and have a whole thing think, on their website. Yeah, and I think in Santa Girl, it is hidden and well-integrated enough. It doesn't feel like... Mm, it felt pretty obvious in Santa Girl. Like, remember when we were looking at the Santa, like, factory, and you were like, this looks like a well, university yeah, building. I was like, but what I thought was, oh, whoever is making this movie has a good relationship with their alum. Like, oh, their alma mater. Their alma mater. And they were able to film this scene in the lobby at their university. Mm. Um, but I'm just saying, like, the whole university plot line in Santa Girl doesn't feel super forced. Oh, no. The, yeah, sure. Whereas in A Cupid for Christmas, I think the university plot line feels kind of forced. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think I have to agree. Um, but, yeah, wrapping up just, like, the interstitial part about the film studio at Shenandoah... Um, Really cool thing they do in that program. Um, and that's also another reason why it's kind of hard to shit on any, like, technical gaps because a lot of the crew, some of the crew did come, like, they are, like, prof- like working professional uh, mm-hmm. film and video people. But mm-hmm. a lot of the crew and a lot of, like, the cast are students. students Just like me and you. in the video program or in the acting program, like, JR. That's a Temple acting student. Not a Temple acting student. A or Shenandoah. A th- that's where we go to school, Temple University. <laughs> a Shenandoah acting student. Um, what, uh, Jack Frost, though he was kind of a, a industry vet, he is also an professor. is the oh, is an acting professor there. Yeah. A lot of like the people at the in the party scene. A lot of the elves are acting students. Mm-hmm. The crew was very much made up of communications students. Um, yeah. I, see. And, you know, it's interesting that JR is an acting student there. I mean, like, was he, like, <laughs> is he, like, <sighs> the best actor at Shenandoah University? Damn. No, because other actors in that movie were. Yeah, that's true. It, it's weird. I, the casting is really weird to me because I, I think they were like, oh, he looks the part. Yeah. So they put him in there. Or, like, maybe he was really good in, like, his audition or in rehearsals, but, it, like, on, like, camera kind of froze like up. Like, at the party, those kids that were going, like, I like your vibe. They were great. They were acting students. I'm they pretty were so sure. good. All those other, like, elves that weren't Pep were acting students. I don't know how Pep got involved, um, because Pep... Pep was 17, so they didn't... She didn't go to um Yeah, maybe she was just, like, around that area of Virginia. Yeah, she, or they might, they might have had a casting call, because, like, we need a kid to play yeah. the elf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, our acting students are far too large and tall mm-hmm. to play elves. And, yeah, that makes sense. And Miss Pep was like, I can do it. I got it. I'm awesome. Um, but yeah, so that's how Santa Girl got made. Yeah. And this is also how Keep It for Christmas got made. And yes, before, Keep It for Christmas. And before we get into Keep It for Christmas, I just want to make an appeal to all of you guys. Now that you know about Shenandoah University. Oh, okay. Go Keep on, It for go Christmas. Ahead. Let me pull it up right now on Letterboxd. Can you pull it up? Yeah. How many people have viewed it? 52. 52 people. And the two of those 52 are you and me. 52 people have viewed Cupid for Christmas. I am appealing to all of you to watch Cupid for Christmas or at least mark it as watched on Letterboxd because... I don't want this program to die. I don't want the program to die. Yeah. And Cupid for Christmas, technically, is so much more competent than Santa Girl. Technically. Like, on a pure, like... Filmic level. Like, we know how to work the video camera, technically. Yeah, it looks a lot better than Santa Girl. Um, You know, you may not love it. You may not even like it. 
But that being said, yeah. I want you In to- In fact, I would say we both generally liked Santa Girl more than Cupid for Christmas. Yeah, give us some streams. It's on Hulu. Give, yeah. give, give- um, Well, and I think that's part of it. So from what I understand, from what I was able to glean from my research, um, Santa Girl had very limited- theatrical release in Virginia. Mm -hmm. They premiered at the Alamo Draft House. Um, but it was on Netflix. But it did, it is on Netflix and it's just a part of the Netflix subscription and I, it has like, in comparison on Letterboxd, like 1,500 views. Yeah. 1,500 people have watched Santa Girl. And I think partially because they have Jennifer Stone and Ned's Declassified and Potentially, but also well, no, it I has a title and plot that it's like, I'm looking for a Christmas movie to watch with my family on Netflix. Mm -hmm. uh, we already watched this one. We already Santa Girl. Oh, this looks cool. Mm -hmm. And you throw on Santa Girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and also Netflix is much more of a platform that you associate with I'm looking for a movie, movie. to watch than Hulu. Hulu is mostly TV. I yeah. can totally see a lower budget, less like publicity, publicized, publicity, a less <laughs> publicized Christmas movie released in November. Mm -hmm. Like I can totally see Cupid for Christmas being lost in the shuffle. Yes, totally. On Hulu. Totally. And you guys gotta watch Cupid for Christmas because I want this program to live on. Because yes. I, I was like, oh man, this is probably the best movie that they've made on a technical level. Yeah. And it might kill the program if it doesn't make a return. Because yeah. Santa Girl might have been somewhat profitable. Yeah. To the university, which is what kicked off the program. Yes, yeah, I mean the, and the great the great success of a joyous film, Santa Girl, which I love. Yeah, you can watch uh, Santa Girl, uh, our highest rated film so far on Netflix, and Cupid for Christmas is on Hulu. Um, but Santa Girl, you'll get a, a fair amount of returns. Number one, both as like a family Christmas movie, and number mm -hmm. two. Kind of like what we were saying like last time, like as like watching like a a, a high concept B movie. Yeah, it's like interesting to see like both the mm -hmm. innovations, the corners that are cut, mm -hmm. it, and and it's just solidly written. Yeah, you know, if you want to watch something like with your like younger sibling while oh. home for Christmas, yeah, totally. Maybe check out Santa Girl. I mean, it I, might not be like it's not gonna be Elf. I, I but, think, but I think like a ten-year-old would legitimately like it. Yeah. Like I think like a ten-year-old would be like Santa Girl's a good movie. And see, with the, no caveats. But we're adults, so we're like, oh, there's problems with Santa Girl. See, but the difficulty is a ten-year-old would not think that about our second film, yeah. Cupid for Christmas. Now I'll uh, introduce our second film in our double feature today, also produced by Ca uh, Capital Arts and the film studio at Shenandoah. Uh, Cupid for Christmas 2021, mm -hmm. directed by Blaine Weaver, tells the story of another young woman who is told by an older man, magical holiday deity, mm. that she has, that is, you know, hoping her to take a more permanent uh, fixture in the magical world, mm -hmm. sent to the world of mortals to a Shenandoah University. And falls in love with a mortal in the process. Yeah, this is a weird movie concept-wise because I guess it takes place in the same universe as Santa Girl. I don't think it does. But it has to because it's like the same thing. It's like, so Cupid is a businessman. Yes, Cupid is played by the biggest uh, name they've they probably ever got in their, they've gotten in their program so far. Richard uh, Kind. Mr. The Always Delightful 
Yeah. Richard Kind, and, and probably most famous for his role of Bing Bong in Inside Out, but who's also just a character actor who's been on TV and movies for years now. Yeah, and you love Richard Kind. I do love Richard Kind. Richard like Kind has my heart. To, yeah. I was I love him in a serious man, but he stole, he stole my heart in the 2003 Kennedy Center performance of John Wideman and Stephen Sondheim's Bounce as um, Addison Meisner, <laughs> uh, one of the two Meisner brothers who is an architect, mm. uh, a repressed gay man, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a generation that yeah. goes through life as kind of a, you a, were very a, excited. a con man. You, I was so excited to see You were very Richard excited Kine. to see Cupid for Christmas because you are like, Richard Kind is playing Cupid. This is going to be awesome. And, and let me tell you, Richard Kind was on set for one eight-hour day. Yeah, all of, his, <laughs> all of his scenes are in his um, CEO office. Yes. So uh, what we learned about Cupid for Christmas was it was the first film shot in the state of Virginia to mm-hmm. get um, approval from... SAG, the actors' union, uh, to shoot under COVID-19. Yes. So the likelihood is that either A, Richard Kind was like doing what I know like some like character actors uh, do, and it's like I'm going to kind of give back in, in the later stage of my career, do a university film, and mm-hmm. also was probably looking to work because Hollywood shut down under covid and yeah. this was a film that shot during COVID. And yeah, they probably gave him like $5,000 for yeah. the day and, you know, he was And happy. put him up in a hotel. But despite any, you know, charity on Richard Kind's part, he certainly did one day where mostly he was just sitting down. Yeah. Um, yeah. He did a great job. I mean, he did his Richard Kind thing where he's like, scram, get out of here. You're doing a bad job. But, mm-hmm. like, he is... Yeah. Um, the he is uh, used lightly throughout the film. Yeah, they were very happy to get that pull, but you know they were like, there's not much that they were able to do with him. Yeah, I mean his character also like they're like, I don't know. Yeah, so I guess let's get into the plot of Cupid for Christmas. Yeah, I, uh, Cupid. This for, one was just kind of boring. I felt lie. bored watching this. I will before I get into the plot here. I'm gonna say my positives really quick before I fall asleep talking about the plot. Boom. Ro- fucking roasted. Cupid for Christmas looks very professional. Yeah, this is so well shot. Yes. At least relatively. Yeah, relatively. Like, this looks like a real movie. Yeah. Um, like, this looks like something that could be on 25 Days of Christmas on ABC Family. The actress that plays our protagonist, I cannot remember her character name for the life of me. Ruby. Ruby. She does a good job. You yes. Know, she's well cast. She's pretty. Yeah, honestly, everybody is pretty well cast in yeah. their respective role. Oh my god! I'm thinking about her sidekick character, uh, which is Evil Pep. Uh, I don't even want to talk about. I don't want to talk about Evil Pep yet. Yeah, it's it's the evil anti Pep. It's like what if Pep was evil? Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, and then the romantic male lead, um, whatever his name was. Yeah, the professor character. He is a hands ruggedly handsome man. Um, incorrectly casted. Uh, I'd say incorrectly styled, for <laughs> some scenes. Yeah, I don't know. I think he looks too. We'll get into the plot, and I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah. He's he's a very handsome man, and he does yeah. a good. Job. He's like a good. He's actor. like Hallmark movie handsome. Yeah, he looked, but, he, but he's but like, he's, he's playing a college professor, and sometimes he's styled like the kind of guy that would drive the Hallmark movie red truck rather than be uh, like a history professor at a university. Yeah, and he's also the thing about him is that he's supposed to be like he can never fall in love because he's so yeah. awkward and clumsy. He is a a a. His, trope his, that I would refer to as a love Grinch. Rather than hating Christmas, he hates 
the concept of love mm-hmm. and being in love. Yeah, but in and but also like the reason why he can't succeed on any dates is because he like drops things and like bangs yeah. into people. So this gets at the core problem of Cupid for Christmas for me, character-wise, mm-hmm. because the problem is uh, Ruby wants to be the next Cupid. Richard Kind as Cupid says, "You want to be the next Cupid. Mm-hmm. You." You need, need to, to get, the most, get undateable. the most undateable, the our, our like least likely to ever fall in love person on the planet Earth to fall in love with someone. The super han- ruggedly handsome guy, college professor, has a steady job, has like a like two bedroom apartment, has a has a scraggly beard, is is very handsome, very handsome. Um, and like his problem is that he's a klutz. Yeah, he just like drops shit all the time. He just spills coffee on dates. And and that's like one of those things like that could I could buy it if you didn't hire a super standardly handsome guy or or, or you need a quirky looking guy like some guy that looks like fucking Linguini from Ratatouille. Or if in my opinion what they should have done is he should have been undateable because he's cursed in that way and he becomes bitter and mean. He's extremely charming and nice to the women he's on dates with, mm-hmm. but he he should have been like jaded. kind of like a jaded, mean character. And part of the plot of the movie is him becoming like a nicer, more generous guy. Yeah, like he like girls will like ask him out, and he'll be like, "Leave me alone." Yeah, he'll be like, he's, "Fuck you, don't like, talk to me." He's like BBC Sherlock. Yes, he's like BBC <laughs> Sherlock, or like the way I put it while we were watching the movie, which makes me like feel crazy. I'm like, he should have been like an Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man character. <laughs> Like yeah, we said, should, we should find that, him like and was, selfish and and un, 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 unappealing, despite him being like handsome and charismatic. But throughout the course of the film, he becomes more mm-hmm. like open-hearted. See, you said that last night, and I was like, well, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> I, I guess Iron Man would be a good example of someone like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was just the first thing that came to my no, mind. No, I don't, and I and I totally understand what you mean. Like. He's, like, attractive and charismatic, but he's kind of, like, standoffish and cold and, yeah. you know, not particularly warm with women. Yes. Yeah. And that's why he cannot fall in love. Anyhow, so she needs to make him fall in love. And then she has, like, this sidekick woman who is also <sighs> a cupid apprentice. A Philomena. Is it Philomena? Philomena. It is. Um, She's, like, the only character name I remember of a name. Yeah, Phil- Philomena. Played by Natasha Ben Benham. Yeah, who? Okay, Natasha is probably a good actress. And she, I think, I think what she did was a good job with what she was given. Yeah, kind of like I, how I personally felt about Pep in Santa Girl. Yeah, I, I think um, her character, like the character itself, though, was so annoying. Yeah, it was. Like, oh, I, I, every time she was on screen, it was tough to watch. Yeah, because her like whole thing is that she's just like mean. Yeah, she's just like. Like, but like just like catty and kind of yeah, bitchy. Every time Ruby like messes up, she like poof, pops up and she's like, mm, I guess you messed up. Like, oh wow, you're really good at this, huh? Oh yeah, you're slaying. Yeah, it was like, Jesus Christ, like, why is she like I, I didn't know why she was mean, which was yeah. why it was a weird character. And, yeah, and Ruby would say stuff like, You're supposed to be helping me. And it's like, are they partners? Yeah, like I couldn't understand like, is this like her enemy or yeah. are they partners? They're definitely are they friends? rivals in the Cupid. Are they sisters? They're, yeah, they're definitely rivals in the Cupid organization because we come to find out Philomena secretly wants to take over Cupid's job. Yeah. Um, and I know what you're thinking. Okay, <laughs> this is called Cupid for Christmas. 
ostensibly this is a Christmas movie. What does this thing about the guy we normally associate with <laughs> Valentine's Day have to do with Christmas? The Another thing to the plot is that she needs to get him to fall in love with someone by Christmas Eve because Cupid wants to spend Christmas with his family in, in Boca Raton. Which is kind of funny. Which is a connection to Bounce. But, and, and, and that is kind of like the humor of um, um, Blaine. Yes, Blaine is a funny guy. He's a funny guy. And I, I found and his I Twitter. He's nice. He's like a... He's, he's like a Democrat. Yeah, he he's, seems like a nice guy. Which, that's not like... That seems like I'm being like judgy. But no, no, no it's he's, like he no, like, he there's a lot like a nice of like guy. snarky funny kind of like witty i well and you know when you think about like a christmas movie director who's done two christmas movies there's a you worry he's like a that he's conservative like a, like a fundamentalist christian who's really mean but i went for his instagram and he posts about no he's Ruth like Bader a good Gins- guy he posts about ruth bader ginsburg dying and i'm like okay this is a it's good like, guy okay yeah it's like a guy like that you're like this is comforting to know you're <laughs> yeah you're not evil <laughs> yeah um, so yeah, so I, I I actually like Blaine a lot, and I like his little humorous moments. He's like, oh, it'll be funny if Cupid's like, I just want to have a vacation at Boca Raton. I just want to, yeah. No, but what's what's the what the problem is when the humor gets too catty with Philomena, because mm-hmm. then that's just a mean character that's unlikable, and kind of it 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 shows the um the lack of I don't know like. The, I don't know. Like, the script needed a rewrite. Yeah, I, I the, feel. I think the script needed like some more eyes on it and a rewrite because um, also it just it was just kind of boring. Like the stakes yeah. weren't there really. I feel like I feel like there wasn't stakes. Yeah. So the uh, just to quickly summarize the rest of the plot. Yeah. Is um our co- our handsome college professor. Uh, who is cursed with um, bumping into people and dropping things. Yeah, who's cursed with just being a goddamn klutz. Falling uh, in ponds at Shenandoah he, University. He meets Ruby. <laughs> it comes out that Ruby is a cherub. And he's like, a baby with a fly. They're my favorite line in the movie, which was a really good joke. Kudos, Blaine. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, this guy, uh, uh, what happened? Cupid, he's like a baby. With a diaper. And she goes, well, he, he's not a baby anymore. It's like, oh. Yeah, yeah it's that's silly. That's awesome. That's like, and that's, that's funny also and it building. also builds the world. Yeah, because yeah. like, then I'm like, okay, so Cupid is, is like. a god of love. He, and he's been. He started as a baby. He started as a baby in like the year zero. And now he's kind of ri- Richard Kind's now age. He's, now he's Richard Kind's <laughs> age. And he's like, I'm ready to retire. Yeah, I'm ready to pass the torch to one of my other Cupid apprentices. To one of my cherubs, yeah. which also builds the world. Everything else in the Cupid organization is baffling, and they don't build it out. And so uh, not only will we not address it here, there's nothing really to talk about. Yes. It's like it's an organization that makes people fall in love by mm-hmm. shooting them with pink arrows and then red arrows that I think make them fall out of love with each other. Yeah, I think so. And also, like, if you shoot an arrow on a person that's of your same gender, yes. they will just become your friends. And I know that this is not like a homophobic <laughs> angle in this movie at all, but I think it's like to neaten things up because mm-hmm. it's like, we can't have like this person fall in love with Ruby at this point. Let's just have it hit a woman who's mm-hmm. a straight woman and Ruby is also a straight woman. So it's like, since they're not like sexually or romantically interested in each other, they just mm-hmm. become friends. Yeah. Like it, it's, it's, um, it's like a plot they device. They just think she's awesome. Yeah. It, it's not homophobic. It's just a plot device, but it's kind of silly. Yes. It, it does kind of come off as like, okay, so like 
what? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so if a, if two girls get hit with the arrow, they're just friends. Yeah. Oh, we love each other as friends. Yeah. <laughs> because like, there's like a whole like plot device moment where like, um, Ruby needs to talk to the dean for some reason. I don't even know why. I I, I kept like zoning out on this movie. She's talking to the dean, and the dean is like, um, sassy black woman archetype, and yes, uh, uh, you know, which is an unfortunate thing about the movie. Yes. Um. And like she's she's being sassy and like kind of standoffish, and then Ruby hits her with an arrow, and then she's like, "Oh my God, girl, you are so cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can come to this university whenever you want." Yes. Um. So she fi- he finds out that she's a cherub trying to get him to fall in love, and he's like, "You know what? Fine, I'll entertain this." He goes on a bunch of blind dates. That doesn't work out. Uh, it should be noted that Ruby also uses his entire history class of students to help that's right. him. And that's kind of cute. Yeah, I, I think it, it worked for me. I feel like the dialogue, and I was saying this when we were watching it, it felt kind of like watching Glee and yeah, how the Yeah, it's a little too worked. like, like you, you pointed it out, like everybody hears the conversation and, and everybody has a little, has a little quip to say. Like it's like, you know, he'll be like, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And they're like, you're going to need a makeover. And someone's like, yeah, and a new set of clothes. Yeah. You know, like yeah, it's it, like it, two it's, ping pong popcorn. Yeah, and, and personally, I don't like that, but there are people that do like that. Yes. So yeah. I, that isn't like a critique. It's more no, of a this comment. movie, in fact, maybe even more than Santa Girl, is passable to its target audience. Oh, this movie actually like feels like it could be on Hallmark Channel. Exactly. Definitely. That's what I'm saying. Um, but uh, so he entertains this. They have a bit of a falling out after the, the, the um, string of blind dates don't work. And they slowly realize Ruby and the professor are falling in love with each mm-hmm. other. And Cupid says to her, that's not going to fly. You can't fall in love with a mortal. Mm-hmm. So she sets him up with a, a feeder teacher. And they kind of like hit it off. Yeah. But Ruby gets a little <sighs> jealous. Ruby's real feelings and the professor's real feelings are with each other. Mm-hmm. So they kind of cut it off. And they break off, break up, mm-hmm. and they get together. And uh, she does not become Cupid; she becomes immortal. But Cupid later reveals this was all part of his master plan mm-hmm. because Philomena helped Ruby get with the guy. So his master plan was he knew from the start that Ruby and the professor were meant to be together, and that Philomena needed to learn to be more open-hearted and less catty. Yeah. So she would actually be ready for her to take over as Cupid and he could go have Christmas with his family and finally retire. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Um, I was just thinking of this. The way that that plot works out, it's like Ruby is kind of like selfish. Like she's kind of like selfishly like, mm, yeah. I want him for myself because we're like, she's not, that other girl's not a good match for him. She, her feelings are kind of in the way and she gets what she wants ultimately. And I feel like the movie would be a little bit... <laughs> A little bit braver and maybe even a little bit of a tearjerker in a way that would make the movie a little bit better mm-hmm. is if she was like, I guess this theater teacher is the right girl for him. Cause oh, it's not like, you're, that's so, that's good. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, and it can even like at the very end, like he changes his mind, like, no, I'm in love with Ruby. Yeah. And then they get together at the last minute. But like, and there's a slight attempt at that because it's like he's not meant for her and she's like, that's right. I shouldn't let this play out. I need to stop them from being in love. Which I don't like. And it, it it's muddled. It's confusing. Yeah, I, I don't like that she's like, they are not meant for each other, and it's kind of arbitrary. Yeah. Like, it's like, how do you know that? Even though I can't be with him, I know they can't be together. Exactly. I don't like that. I would much yeah. I would much rather it if she was like, because the theater teacher character is like perfectly nice and doesn't yeah. do anything wrong. Yeah. It's not like we find out the theater teacher is like cheating on him. Yeah, and it's smart of them to make her not evil. 
Um, yeah. And in fact, because uh, Ruby's so bad at with her aim, mm-hmm. she hits uh, the stage manager, mm-hmm. a little director Hitchcock cameo from Blaine Weaver, yeah, and he Blaine. does a great job. Yeah, he's so funny. He, in is, he, he plays it perfectly. Uh, and, you know, at the end, when Ruby is looking for the professor to, uh, like, get with him mm-hmm. uh, in the end, uh, you know, we find out that, ooh, the guy that she accidentally hit that fell in love, they're actually together now. Yeah, and that's fun. cute. But, but, yeah, I think I would like it if it was, like, they went a little tearjerker on it. Like, you know, like, they can never really be together because she's not immortal. Yeah. Like, if they really play it on that, because they kind of mention that, like, oh, like, well, you can't be with him because you're a Cupid. And then like, yeah. that's kind of resolved pretty quickly because she gets fired from the Cupid organization. Yeah. Um, but it would be kind of cooler if like, she was like, yeah, maybe she, he is meant for a theater teacher. I'm her step back. Mm-hmm. And then he is the one who has to make a decision. No, Ruby, I'm in love with you. Cause that's so romantic. Yeah. Like, I think that's way more romantic. I think you're right. I agree with you, but they don't do that. They don't what they do, do that. Is he, they break up. Um, yeah, he breaks up with her because he's he in love goes with on Ruby. A train to spend Christmas in a cabin. Potentially, he's going to kill himself. <laughs> Potentially, he's gonna um, um, put his cowboy hat down, down Jackson Maine style, <laughs> and like the great authors of old, like the uh, Hemingways. Did Ernest Hemingway kill himself? I don't know. I don't really keep a tab of the Vincent people. Van Goghs of the world and, and off himself at his cabin. Um, but no, no, he's just going to spend cabin alone. Uh, he, cause cabin he, alone. he says that he likes to have some solitude, some on, solitary Christmas after, on Christmas after donating his time to a soup, to a soup kitchen. kitchen. Cause um, he's a good guy, but her and the students who apparently don't care to spend Christmas with their family, and more so than that, because, like, it's fine that they want to volunteer on Christmas, you know, because they're kind-hearted people, and that's a, a lovely thing to do. Wouldn't their parents be like, no, you're coming home? Maybe your parents would be like that. I guess, yeah. Facts. I think I think there's a ding I mean, CinemaSins moment, because yeah. it didn't bother me. Didn't bother you? It did not bother me that they were around the university near Christmas. All right. Because well, they gave hey. a reason. They're there to do the soup kitchen stuff. And they're there to watch their professor fall in love yeah they're and, you know they're they're all adults like they can like oh we're you're right like, they're you're like right. mom in the afternoon we're doing a soup kitchen and stuff but then we're coming home for christmas dinner in the evening in the evening okay you're right you're right to me that works but so then they all take a train to upstate to where he's staying in the cabin and they confess their feelings for each other and they kiss well we don't get on the train this is all on the platform oh yeah they stop him from getting on the train on yeah. the train platform before he gets on the amtrak don't go yeah, and, and he doesn't go. And, and, and then she's like, I, I'm no longer a Cupid. I'm a real girl. And then and the they... craziest fucking thing happens. They kiss. He's like, I'm a real... She's like, I'm a real girl now, and I want to be with you. And he's like, I love you, Ruby. They kiss. She's like, wow. They kiss again. And then the two students go, I'm in love with you. And two students kiss. And then, and then two, two, more, two students... more students kiss. And then... Two, two more students two, kiss. Two more students kiss. And, and then, then two, two girls, girls just, just hug. Like, they're, they're sad because they're like, there are no guys here for us to kiss. That we can't start making out. And then, yeah. No, they're like, they're like we're so happy for oh. everyone and start hugging. Yeah. They're not salty. They're, they're just like. Salty. They're just moved. They're just platonically embracing. Yeah. While everybody else is romantically Making kissing. out. All on a train platform. Two grown adults and like th- yeah. two I, I couples like, of like. 
I need to rewatch that sequence though, because I know the one guy was like very obviously coded as he was a gay coded guy. As gay, yeah. And I can't remember if he kissed a girl at the end or if he kissed a he guy. Didn't. He didn't. He was just clapping. He was, he just, was clapping. just clapping. We can't. We didn't get a cutaway of because him though. This is a university-sponsored script. That's right. Ultimately. Yeah. Like, kind of the university kind of has to sign off on this shit. Yeah. So I, so I, and I'm not saying the university is homophobic or no, anything. I'm just saying but that like. It's kind of like how like you, there aren't too we many don't gay wanna... characters in a Disney movie kissing yeah. because it's like we don't want to ruffle any feathers we ruffle because any we, feathers. we have a lot of different types of parents at this university. Yeah, exactly. I think they're like, we don't want to do anything crazy. Yeah. Um, and yeah. So that's how that movie ends. So let's uh, let's just looking at the time. We probably want to wrap things up. Let's give our appraisal of Cupid for Christmas. Ava, what do you give Cupid for Christmas, twenty twenty one? The second Christmas outing from the studio at Shenandoah and director in residence Blaine Weaver. So I was not a huge fan of this movie. Yeah, it it, it really did not hold my attention. Um, I think it was like better in terms of consistency of like. Technical. Yeah, it was it was better than um, Santa Girl, but it did um, not have it did not have the heart. No, and that matters to me. But then I'm like I'm like so Santa Girl I gave four, and then Husband for Christmas I gave three and a half, and yeah. I think it's better than Husband for Christmas. You do. So I'm gonna give it <laughs> three and three fourths snowballs, which wow. is not a real rating. But it has to be better than A Husband for Christmas. Wow. But it's not as good as Santa Girl. See, this is, I think we're going to differ on this. Uh, I'm afraid I'm going to have to give for enjoyability as a movie in general. That's a Christmas movie that's Mm -hmm. fun to watch. Mm -hmm. As well as enjoyable to watch in terms of like there's enough to keep you entertained. Kind of like how you would assess like a higher concept B movie for Christmas. Mm-hmm. I am giving this, and this might be controversial. Oh my God. Two snowballs out of five. See, and I was going to do that, but I was like, I gave freaking a new husband for Christmas two snowballs. And see, okay. And, let t- me, and a new husband for Christmas was an evil film. It is an evil. So, and let me, let me clarify. I think this is proof that technical proficiency and a good camera does not make the movie. Because mm. I think Santa Girl is the best Christmas movie we've watched so far. Santa Girl is awesome. In fact, I'm upping Santa Girl <gasps> to three and three quarters snowballs. There we go. To give it an edge over A Husband for Christmas. However, this movie has the cardinal sin of being boring. kind of boring. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that is truly the worst thing a movie can say be. Say what you will about A New Husband for Christmas. But not just metatextually. In the actual content of the film, I was a little more compelled than I was during the duration of Cupid for Christmas. Mm -hmm. But here's what I'll say. That doesn't mean that Cupid for Christmas is not worth your time. If you are at home with your parents and your parents love the Hallmark holiday movies, Mm -hmm. check out a Cupid for Christmas if you've got Hulu. and I do not it. want the studio at Shenandoah to go under because I think it's a really interesting and cool, cool program. program. It's such a in cool a program. college that otherwise I don't think has a lot going, going in terms of film education. Yeah, and and you know we love films. We love film we, school. We love film school. We don't like film school. Uh, in fact, film school might be bad. Film but school might. I be... went to it. I'm glad I did. Yeah, I'm glad. Film, <laughs> film school is cool because it might be the worst investment you can possibly make. 
but it's also yeah. epic and you, cool. You and, you and your family might be making a mistake. Yeah, but if you are planning on, if you're listening to this and you're 17 years old, and you're like, I should go to film school so I can be, become like Marty Scorsese. Martin Scorsese, he went to film school. Don't do it. <laughs> no, no, don't say that. <laughs> no, do it. Do it. Do it. And, and make maybe some, do it at Shenandoah University. Yeah, it, um, here, really quick. They let you film in a dorm room. Yeah, my, exactly. My only film school advice. And they advice, let you use equipment. My only film school <laughs> advice is use it as a means to make friends and get a boyfriend. Huh. That's what I did. Well, and also make connections and, you know, create a body of work and get instructions on film Use theory. it as a means to get laid. Boom. No, that's good. <laughs> and, and both of our characters do that. Both of our characters, ultimately, they get laid. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, I guess that's a Cupid for Christmas and yeah, Santa you know, Girl. Uh, uh, you can check out both of these movies, and I, I recommend you do because yeah. um, they're fun. Um, yeah, follow- I only rate Cupid for Christmas so low because I just there was less pulling at me, less grabbing me, and yeah. and and a little more cringe in that Philomena character than any other movie we've watched. Yeah, before we go, I'm just gonna say, um, make sure to if you haven't follow us on Letterboxd because they'll give you a little preview and what we're planning on reviewing. That's right. Um, I am Ava S Brown, A V A S Brown. And Will, what is your letterbox? I think I'm just Will Bricka. You should be able to look up Will space Bricka and I'll come up. There's only one Will Bricka on the planet. That's right, folks. Uh, except there aren't. There's a couple more, I think. But yeah, make sure to follow us on Letterboxd and make sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Anchor. Um, yeah, because we're doing this. But we're doing this, yeah. From now until January 1st, 2022, you can check new episodes of the Will and Ava Christmas Movie Marathon. And tune in next week. Or not next week. We're kind of just doing these whenever we can. Yeah. Whenever we have time to watch two movies and record an hour and Tune in at some point. Tune in at some point for uh, two more more low-budget and or high-concept Christmas B movies. Um, Ho, 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 and cheers. Ho, 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 and cheers. Happy holidays, folks. Happy holidays.